Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Hallelujah. Do you know there are millions of people who have not heard the gospel? I'm not talking about people going to the villages and holding Bible and preaching. They are preaching all right, but people have still not heard the gospel. Are you aware? <laughs> yeah. They are, you know, when Jesus was saying that, go out into the world and preach the gospel. You know, he was emphatic. He said the gospel. He did not say just carry Bible, go out and go and talk. So when you go for evangelism, you go to the villages, etc. If it is not the gospel, they haven't heard the gospel. What it means is that there are a lot of people who still have not heard the gospel. There are a lot of people in the churches today who have still not heard the gospel. There are a lot of preachers today who are still not preaching the gospel. So the congregation are not hearing the gospel. Do you know that? Asafu, do you know that? The gospel is not being preached though. There are millions of people who have not heard the gospel. Some are in churches like they haven't heard the gospel. So the problem is that it's not because nobody is preaching to them. Because the one who is sent to preach them is not preaching the gospel. See, the one who preaches to them, when we say you are a preacher, it means you have a message. Sometimes when I go on Facebook and I see preachers or ministers, you see their titles, preacher of the word. You know, it has become more like a title than reality. If you are not preaching the gospel, you are not a preacher. Do you understand? And I think when, when I taught you on the message, when I taught you on the message on the Kirooks, we looked at it, which is very important. So tonight, what we are talking about is that I'm bringing, by the grace of God, with my partner, we are bringing to you an understanding that every born again is justified. Every born again is justified. Because there are still some people who don't think they are justified. 
Do they tell you they are not justified? No. You see it in their act. Before I begin, let me ask you a question. What is the gospel? You don't need to go too far to explain what the gospel is. Okay? What is in the gospel? Let me help you. The reason why I'm telling you the gospel is not being preached is because of the understanding of the gospel. If Jesus is preached, his burial and resurrection, it doesn't end there. Why do we preach it? Can you see it? And it's so simple. Don't look too far. I'm not saying you are wrong. You are right in a way. But let's put it together in a good way. The word gospel is the same as good news. So good news is not definition for gospel. Do you understand? Good news is not the definition for gospel. The other name for gospel is good news or too good to be true. It's from the word Eucharist. Eucharistos. Okay? You in the Greek means good. Okay? So, it's good news. The same. So, you, it's like synonym, right? Uh-huh. So, good news is not definition for gospel. It's the other name for gospel. So, we correct that one there. Hmm. Is the Bible the word of God? How many of you believe the Bible is the word of God? What is a Bible? Now, the Bible is, the Hebrew is Biblio. What does Biblio mean? So, Biblio, Bible means a book that contains the word. So, you have a book that contains philosophy. You have a book that contains any other subject. Do you understand? That is a Bible. So the Bible itself is not the word. It's a collection of the word. Do you see that? That's what it means. That's how come anybody at all can take the Bible. Fetish priest. And you tell them that nobody can hold the Bible. It's just a collection of the word. What is important is the word. And we need to get that clarity. Because they tell you, put your Bible under your bed and sleep on. You, you see, it's, it's, it's a book that contains, it contains what we call the graphy, the written word. Now, when the word of God was written, it was not, you know, they were in scrolls. They were not put together. But that was the word. So the, the word was written on scrolls. The scroll is not a Bible. Until they are put together. Collection. Can you see that? Do you have a dictionary? So a dictionary could be described as a Bible. Do, do you see the difference here? Okay. Just so that when you are using Bible and the word of God, you just know the difference. So now the gospel. So you can carry the Bible and not teach the gospel. And a lot of people are holding the Bible. They are not preaching the gospel. And it's so sad. So let's look at the gospel. How many of you know you are justified? Romans 1, 16. 
For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. This is the definition for gospel. This is the definition for gospel. So what is the gospel? It is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God unto salvation. In other words, it is God's power that makes salvation available. Can you see this? And then he said, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Then I asked you a question. What is in the gospel? Why do we preach God's power unto salvation? What it also means is that it is God's power that makes salvation possible. Gospel. God's power that makes salvation possible. Forget about salvation now. We'll get there. But God's power that makes salvation possible is what we call gospel. So when we go out there to go and preach the gospel, we've gone to what? Unleash or talk about the power of God that brings about salvation. Salvation of men. Now, why do we preach God's power that brings salvation? Because there's something in there that we must make known. So salvation is incomplete without verse 17. The verse 17 says that for therein is the righteousness of God revealed. What it means is that God's power that brings about salvation contains something that he wants to unveil. So you cannot tell me you are preaching the gospel using the name of Jesus. He came to die. He was buried. Yet you are telling people about hell. Yet you are condemning people. Yet people are terrified about what you are saying. That is why I'm telling you that the birth, the death, the burial and the resurrection of Jesus, it doesn't end there. You remember in Romans chapter 4 verse 25? He says, for he was given unto us for our offenses, but was raised for our what? Justification. Now, the word justification is likened to the word righteousness because they are from the same root word. Can you see this? So, you can't preach that. The reason why I'm telling you the gospel is not preached because at the end of the day, they are not telling you about the righteousness of God. They will tell you about Jesus who came, Jesus who who was buried, some don't even talk about these three. They will tell you about all these things. Then, they will tell you that if you don't receive Jesus, or, you know, it is, it is appointed unto man to die once, and after that judgment, and you go to hell, etc. Now, am I saying that hell is not possible, or it is not, it's not real? Hell is real. If you don't receive Jesus, you might end up in hell. But the gospel is power that brings salvation. Please get it right. We learned on Wednesday, whether you do good or bad, you, are, you have sinned after the similitude of Adam. You by all means end up in hell if Jesus, if you don't, you don't believe in Jesus. So you don't need to sin. That is why it is, it is good news. It is an announcement of God's power 
that brings salvation, the savings of men, and revealing God's righteousness, God's righteousness to them. So hear me again and sell out on it. You cannot preach the gospel without talking about righteousness. It is incomplete. The essence of the gospel is for God to make men right with him. The essence of the gospel is not only to talk about Jesus who came to die. That is the reality. It's a means to an end, they say. Do we not get it? So when anybody asks you, what is the gospel? Stop all the tautology. But the word of God is truth. So what you actually said that the word of God is the word and the word. Or the word of God is truth and truth. Because John 17, 17 says that thy word is truth. So that the word of God is truth. Can you see that? Hmm. But even the truth, you must divide the truth rightly. And I show you that the Greek word for divide is like a saw. Sawing a wood and making sure that it is cut straight. You know you can cut a wood and it can go this way or that way. But it has to be straight. Which means the truth you teach must be straight. The Bible says that if it is not straight, what you are doing is that you are actually passing on cancer to men. For the sake of some of you who don't know this, let's go on. He says, steady to show thyself approved unto God. Steady to show yourself approved unto God. Steady. Not read. Steady. The word is steady. And there are a whole lot, I'm telling you, there are a whole lot of ministers who don't study. There are a whole lot of ministers who don't study. The Bible says, steady to show thyself what? Approved. The Holy Spirit is telling me it's correct. Then he said, a workman that needed not to be ashamed. Then he said, rightly dividing the word of truth. He could have ended there, rightly dividing the word. Or rightly dividing the truth. But he said, rightly dividing the word of truth. Then he said, go on. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. And their word will eat as what? That what? A canker. The word is gangrene. You know the way cancer eats? It starts from one point. It will eat and increase and increase and increase. So there are a lot of believers who are receiving cancer in churches. I'm not the one saying it. You are reading. Look, why did he say that? Look at it. He said, for the word of Himanos and Felitos are like gangrene. It means cancer that spreads. They have already spread their poison to many. They have, they are lost to what? And teach gross error. When they teach that, now here is it. This statement they were teaching here looks almost like truth. What are they teaching? They teach that the resurrection of the dead has already passed. They are guilty of subverting the faith of some believers. 
So all they were preaching about is that the resurrection has already passed. Now, if you are not deep in the word of God, of course, Jesus has come. He died. He was raised from the dead. Is it not true? So why is Paul saying that the resurrection has not passed? Because if, if it is wrong, then the resurrection has not passed. So what were they preaching? That's another time. I have the message on the podcast. Don't spread cancer. Go and listen to it. But you see, they are preaching some truth. But this truth is cancer to the people. Verse 19. Then he said, but the firm foundation of God has written upon it two inscriptions. The Lord God recognizes those who are truly his and everyone who worships the the name of the Lord Jesus must forsake wickedness. Go back to the 17. 16. And avoid empty chatter and worthless words. Hmm. For they simply add to the irreverence of those who converse in that manner. Go on. For the words of Himanos and Philetus are like gangrene. Now, in the Greek, it also means like a pasture. Okay? A pasture that is poisoned. You know, like a, a, a plain of grass. Now, what I'm doing in this ministry is that I am, I am growing grass for the sheep to come and eat. That is why when you start a ministry, you don't rush. You don't push yourself and do anything. Say anything anybody wants you just so you want people. Keep growing the grass. Keep preaching the truth. The sheep will come and eat once. They might not stay. They will leave. They will come back again and eat. They might not stay. Do you know what David said? He leaded me in the path of righteousness. That restored my my soul. See, when the sheep come to the grass and they found fulfillment in that kind of grass, one day, when they eat, they won't go. After eating, they will lie on it and keep enjoying the grass. One day, that's what the Lord told me because I was worried. He said, keep growing the grass. The sheep will come and eat. Then he told me about David's scripture. Verse 1, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Uh -huh. He maketh me to lie down in. So just grow the grass. Make sure you are, you know, you are growing the grass, the pasture. You see, the pasture is the word, the grass. The sheep will come. The Bible says, my sheep knows my voice. That is why you don't need to copy to be like any man of God. That is why you don't need to do anything light for people. That is why organizing unnecessary programs just so you have people. They are not your sheep. You have not even grown the grass. There's nothing for them to eat. Can you see this? Today the young people are not. So they, they think it's, it's power. It's the prophetic. It's the, it's the healing. That's where they want to go. Okay, so now after you have gotten all these things, when they come to eat, what do you give them? Now, coming back to our, our topic. Now, when you have the grass, gangrene means that the grass is poisoned. 
So when the sheep come and they keep eating, they keep dying. They keep falling from grace. Because the grass is poisoned. The poison starts from one end and it spreads. It spreads. That's what he's saying there. They have already spread their poison to many. What was the poison? Wrongly teaching the word. When you are not, you see, sometimes I warn you and I tell you, it's not because I don't want you to listen to anyone. But make sure what you are listening to is truth. Otherwise, you receive cancer. So there are a whole lot of Christians who are sick of cancer. All they know is church and my church and my church. They are cancer, cancer patients. So 17. So rightly dividing the word of truth. That's why you must understand what is the truth that you are dividing. If what you are teaching is not grace, if what you are teaching is not the gospel, you are teaching something else. Remember, I told you that the gospel is Jesus plus nothing. That's what it is. So what is the gospel? The power of God unto salvation. Don't add your own revelation. It is the power of God that brings about what? So when I say, let's go and preach the gospel, it means that we are going out there to make God's power bring about salvation. So we know people will be saved. Now, as I am preaching the gospel, that is when I will be telling them about the, the birth, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, etc. Then, in the nutshell, I will be telling them that there is something at stake for them or in store for them. What is it? Justification. Because, you see, in, to you, you are going to preach to who? A sinner. What is the benefit of preaching the gospel to a sinner? Because a sinner has no equity with God. You see, dikaosune, righteousness or justification, means that equity in character and in act. Now, if a person is an unbeliever, he has no equity with God. In other words, he has no what? Right standing with God. When you talk about God's morality, this guy falls short a billion times. But when this person receives Jesus, believes in Jesus, this person receives something from God called the righteousness of God that places him to the full measure. Who God is is who he is. That's why Ephesians 4 verse 24 told us that. He said, put on the new man which after God, which after God is created in what? True holiness and righteousness. In the flesh, according to Romans 3, in the flesh, this your body is after your parents. Most importantly, your mother. <laughs> your spirit is after God. So you see, your body is after your parents, the flesh. Look, look at the King James. Look, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is what? Created in what? Righteousness and true holiness. So, the day you receive Jesus into your heart, you have been recreated. The material for your recreation is true holiness and righteousness. That is the material that was used to create you. <laughs> Reason why you can't lose your holiness because it has become part of your, it's your nature. If a man sleeps with a dog, he doesn't become a dog. 
Because his true nature is human flesh. This one. Is that correct? The dog will not change to a human. That is why evolution is wrong. You know evolution, right? Almost all of us learned. You see, your nature cannot be changed. Go and ask those who bleach. You are dark. You bleach. The darkness will show somewhere. It shall be revealed. Because you cannot alter nature. Today when you sin, people think you have lost holiness. You are not holy again. You must understand the two. Okay? But tonight, what we are talking about is that what? Every born again is what? Is justified. In other words, it's righteous. Why is it important? Because even though you are born, some of us are born again and believers all over the world, we don't approach God in a way we ought to approach him as righteous and justified people. And this is affecting, see, you can preach the gospel and be poor unless you twist hands for money. You can preach the gospel and not enjoy what you are preaching. Okay. So you will understand why we are talking about this. And tonight, I want you to focus on what I'm telling you. And keep telling yourself that I am justified. I am justified. I am righteous. Do you know why Satan chases after your righteousness? We will get there in 1 Peter 5. But before that, let's go to Romans chapter 3 verse 19. Let's do NLT. Somebody say, I'm justified. justified. How many of you know you are justified? Now, you can hear the word I'm justified. The next question is, do you understand? If you understand, do you live it? When I'm done, you will know maybe you are here. You have heard of justification, but you have never acted it. Okay. Are you ready? Now, he says, obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given. For it's its purpose is to keep people from having excuses, the law. Please calm down. The law was not given to you. You were a Gentile. Today you are a Christian. But the truth also is that the Gentile was not free from law. Now, the Jews were actually handed over a written law. Now, those who were handed over the written law, the law dominates them. But it does not excuse the Gentile. For the Bible says that in the same book of Romans, the Bible says, I think chapter 2, the Bible says that the Gentiles who have not received the written law in their consciousness or in their inwardness, they live or they do things that tells that there is a law. So even though they don't have a written law, inwardly there is a law. Which, for, which fulfills that there is a law of God. So they too are of no excuse. So you see, the Jews were guilty of two. The inward law and the written law. 
That is why God never wanted to give them the written law. Because whether he gave them a written law or, or not, there's a law inside them. And every man, Romans, Romans 1, 18. Quickly. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinfulness, wickedness, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Uh-huh. Oh, now look at it. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. How? For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his divine, his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So, now this is the outward creation that tells them there is a God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. That is why I don't believe in people called atheists. Atheists know there is a God. They know there is a God. They say they don't believe. So they know God is some way. It's just foolishness. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshipping the glorious ever-living God, they worship idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. So God abandoned them to whatever shameful things they had desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshipped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself. Who is worthy of eternal praise? Hold on here. Today, this thing has a similitude today. There are a lot of believers who don't want to walk with God himself, especially when it comes to the Holy Ghost. A lot of people are looking for the effect of the Holy Ghost and not he himself. So people are looking for power. They are looking for fire. They are fire, fire, fire. You know, they are always looking for the effect of the Holy Ghost. They are not looking for he himself. So there are a lot of people who don't have a relationship. You hear them say, thank you, Holy Spirit, but they don't have a relationship. So they are looking for the anointing. They are kneeling at a man of God's feet for the anointing. They they want oil for the anointing. The anointing is just the effect of the Holy Ghost. What God wanted to give you was the Holy Ghost himself. And when you have the Holy Ghost, you have the effect. Can you see this? So, you know, and again, the way it is being taught, come and receive fresh fire, receive fresh oil, receive this, effect, effect. They never tell them, when you wake up in the morning, talk to him. Say, Holy Spirit, can we go together? Do you remember the story of a, a, a guy who was going to the club with his friends and then he said, the man that said, God go with you or the Holy Spirit go with you. And he said, God can't have a chance in my car. Let him go sit in the booth. And there were crates of eggs in the booth. The car got into a fatal accident, but the egg, not even one broke. Because he thought he had spoken, but he never said, he never knew that the Holy Ghost was real. So indeed, he went to the booth. 
When do you walk and say Holy Spirit? Since when you are coming to church, did you say Holy Spirit, let's go to church? When you sat down, do you say Holy Spirit, let's sit? Holy Spirit, let's do this. Holy Spirit, let's do it. That is why you hear bad news and it will scatter you. Because you heard it alone. If you heard it with him, he would have sieved the import of the... People are not trained to fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Yet, they will tell you the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God. and the... It has become a cliche. There is no reality to it. So people know that God is ascribed with love, Jesus with grace, the Holy Ghost with fellowship. In other words, partnership. You don't hear people teaching that. But all you hear is that receive the oil. I see fresh oil. Then they have a horn with oil. You know, I'm not saying it's wrong, but the excesses makes the Holy Ghost weep. Listen to me. Listen. I told you, do you remember from Paul's body? Aprons and handkerchiefs were taken. Now, the people who took the aprons and handkerchief, nothing happened to them. But actually, the apron was imparted. That's what we call impartation. The apron was imparted with the power, not the Holy Ghost. His power. And was carried along to where people were sick. The Holy Ghost was not there, but his power was there. Now, the people that carried the handkerchief, nothing happened to them. This is an inanimate object. It doesn't have any intelligence to know that there is power in me or not. But there was an impartation. But when they took it to sick people who were oppressed with demons, immediately the demons saw the handkerchief. They identified the power of the Holy Ghost and so they fled. But for how long? After a while, the power in this will leave. That's what we call rubbing off. But when a man carries the Holy Ghost, you carry the power everywhere. It doesn't die off. And ladies and gentlemen, this is what you have. If you are looking for the anointing, ye have an unction from above. Why does it look like you don't have an anointing? Because you don't practice it. You don't practice the power of the Holy Ghost. Is there a difference here? Look, the Bible said they were healed of their diseases and evil spirit what? Were expelled. From what? Aprons and handkerchiefs. This, now, you have intelligence. You have intelligence. Are you not better than an apron? Yet you have no idea what you carry. So they will sell handkerchiefs for you. You know, I used to do that. I've done it before. I'm telling you. We'll ask people to bring handkerchiefs. We put it down. We pray over it. All the drama. Because you think, you see the things I'm, t- that is why in this church we, not, we don't get sick. That's why here, not, there are things that happen to people that don't happen to us. Because you see, you think, oh, have a relationship with the Holy Ghost. When people begin to tell you their stories, didn't you hear Crystal's story? How the Holy Ghost entered to go and do an appraisal for him, for her. You know, we're talking about the Holy Ghost and the reality. Remember I told you that become close with the Holy Ghost to a point that when people even sit in your office, 
The power of the Holy Ghost is so much that even when they are sick, they wouldn't know that they are healed. But when they leave, they'll be healed. So he's a barber. He went to work. And he believed in this reality. Talking to the Holy Ghost. Talking to the Holy Ghost. Then a friend came around. They talk about the word of God. That's what I'm telling you. The truth you hear determines your behavior. So they, they have been exchanging the word. Though. So one day he came there and he turned on the AC. He was adding the fan. The guy said, no, no, no. I don't like fan. When I sit under fan, I get sick. And he said, no, 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 no. This thing shouldn't happen to you. Like the language. Then he didn't know what to say. So he left him. But later he told him that I can pray for you. And this thing will leave you. So the guy came to, to, to cut his hair. And he prayed. If I remember the story correctly. He prayed on the chair. The Holy Ghost, anybody that sits in the chair, if the person is sick, let them be healed. This guy came. Baba is there and went home. And he told him that this thing that is wrong with you is gone. Because he believed the Holy Ghost was there. Two days later, the guy called. Bro, I've been sleeping under the fan for like six days. And I haven't been sick. And actually, this thing has been happening for the past 15 years. So he has no choice but to buy air condition, yet he can't pay. So the wife asked him and said, I have a Baba friend. He prayed for me. Forget about the work you do. Think about your relationship. When you are close with the Holy Ghost, do you know how many people you can handshake? Can you tell what happens to them? They won't tell you. But I'm telling you, amazing things are happening to them. People must be taught relationship with the Holy Ghost. And, and so, so today, the youth, when you are, you are having Bible class, but if it was a prophetic inclination or something, healing, whatever, or what, they will come. Because they love to see the power. But if you see me operating power, it's not for you. Listen, don't underestimate anybody that teaches truth. Power exudes from his body. I, I don't pray for people and spend time. As I am talking to you, as you are getting closer, you get healed. Why? The Bible says, and as Jesus was preaching the word, the power of God for healing was made available. So as I'm teaching, the power of God is made available to heal. So if there is anybody sick, we don't need to have a time for healing service. The power of God heals them. They are in the, they are in the chair and they are shaking. They are in the chair and, you know, because if you have 10,000 people, are you going to have time to go and minister to everyone? No. The power of God heals them. You, you see the difference here? That's why God needs you to carry this message out. The gospel is not being preached. I'm telling you. It is not. If perhaps for till the end, till, till June, and when you guys have understanding, will hit the streets. Now, your approach to evangelism will be different. You will know why you must preach. For the sake of some of you, let me show you who a preacher is. Like I said, everybody calls themselves a preacher, but I'm telling you, not everybody is a preacher. You can call them ministers. That's the best you can go. Do you know who a preacher is? Romans chapter 10. From verse 10. King James. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You know this one. Alright. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Oh, glory. 
For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, the question. How then shall they call on him? Because now, the finality is that anyone that calls upon his name shall be then he's asking you, how can they call upon him when they have not believed? Do you understand? So listen, the finality of everything God is talking about here from verse 10 is that anybody that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Then he said, how can they be saved here if they have not believed? So there must be believing before saving. So believing. Then he said, and how shall they believe if they have not heard. So there must be hearing. Believing. Save. Then he said. And how shall they hear. Without a preacher. So there is a preacher. Who preaches the word. They hear. They believe. They are saved. So without a preacher. Nobody gets saved. Do you understand? Cornelius is an example. The Bible says this guy loved the activities of the Jews, the Christians. He was praying. He was giving alms. His prayer and his alms giving became a memorial. God even called him a devout man. He feared God, yet he was not saved. If he had died, he would have gone to hell. He loved God, but he had not heard the message. Because there was no preacher. So one afternoon as he was praying, as he was praying, the Bible says that an angel appeared and told him that sent for a preacher. Because you see, it is preaching, hearing, believing, saving. Without a preacher, there's no saving. So Cornelius might, might have had a memorial in heaven, but would have died and gone to hell. So the preacher. Now the preacher, let me help you. In the Greek it's called Kerux. Kerux, K-E-R-U-X. Now, in the old, I mean, in the olden days, when we didn't have emails and uh, telegraph and faxes and etc. In uh, in Ghana, okay, in Africa, yet they were communicating information. Is that correct? Yes, sir. If they want to do what we call communal labor, what do you think they do? They will send what a gong gong beater. Yes, the king will say, "Go and tell the people." That on the 2nd of March at 8 a.m., let everybody gather at the market square. We are going to start sweeping the park from here to there. This is the message. So the gong-gong beater is giving a message. Now when he goes, he hit the gong-gong, bang, bang, bang. Everybody listen. The king says on the 2nd of March, 8 a.m., we are all gathering at the market square. We are going to start sweeping from here today. Thank you. Then he goes to another place. Listen everybody. The king says what is he doing? He was giving a message and he is propagating the message. Not his message. Not his message. So a preacher let me show you what the preacher also does. The reason why I'm telling you we don't have a lot of preachers. Now look at it. And how shall they hear without a preacher? So preacher hearing, believing, saving. Now the next one. 
And how shall they preach? Except. So the preacher must be sent. So if I am sending someone, I give the person a message to go and deliver. So the preaching of the messenger is the message of the sender. So the question is, what message have we been given? It is the message of Jesus Christ. The gospel. The grace of God. If you are not teaching this, I'm sorry. You might have thousand billion congregations. You are not a preacher. You don't qualify. Because you are speaking something other than the message. What did Jesus say? Go out into the world and what? Preach the gospel. He said, all power in heaven has been given to me. Now go. So we were given an assignment to go out into the world and preach the gospel. Because it is in the gospel that the power of God brings about salvation and reveals God's righteousness. So without the preacher hearing, the people won't believe. If they don't believe, they cannot call on his name. If they don't call his name, they will not be saved. <laughs> so you see, so because of most of us, a lot of people will go to hell. Because there's no preacher. Then he said, look at it. It, it even says it here. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that that preach the gospel of peace, not Jeremiah. If you must preach Jeremiah, you must find Christ in Jeremiah. If it is Isaiah, you must find Christ in Isaiah. If it is Abraham, you must find Christ in Abraham. The gospel of peace. It must be about Jesus. Can you see this? Otherwise, so I'm telling you, there are a lot of people who, the, the gospel is not preached. Because we don't have preachers. That's how come you go to the word of God and you study it according to how you want it. I'm going for a meeting and the people, if I look at their lifestyle, they are suffering. So you look for a scripture that talks about, you know, before you say no weapon formed against you will not prosper. Put it in line with the lens of the New Testament. Tell them why no weapon formed against them shall not prosper. Because you see, the word sozo, save, means that you are protected from all calamities. Do you know there are a lot of things David said he didn't understand? He was made to say by the Holy Ghost. Do you know even what he said about you, David? In Romans chapter 2, I think from verse 3, no, chapter 4, from verse 3 or so. He said, this is what David said. He said, it is good. And it is amazing for those whose sins will not be imputed to them. When I read, I said, look at it. Even as David also described the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed what? Righteousness without works. This is David talking. Go back, go back. 
Even as David also described the blessedness. He said, this man that has been imputed with righteousness is a blessed man. Ah. Unto whom God imputed what? Righteousness without works. We will get there. Huh? Saying, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. He was in the Old Testament and was talking about us. He was a prophet. So he could tell that there was coming a time. There are some people who won't have to work by law. God is going to forget their sins. Forgive them. He said their sins I will remember no more. The gospel. Can you see this? David was saying this. And today you. That you are born again. You don't think you are justified. You still see yourself as a sinner sometimes. And sometimes righteous. Last week you were righteous. This week you are not righteous. Two weeks to come you will be righteous. The, the day you think you have fasted and you have prayed. That time you think you are holy and righteous. The days that you don't do that. That's when you think you are not. That is the reason why communion is not preached well in church. So people don't eat communion. Really? Something that he said, do it in remembrance of me. He said, as often. Reason why Satan has infiltrated this act to make people eat it every month. And when before they eat that week, it's a solemn week of holiness. Did the Bible tell you that the blood of Jesus speaks better than the blood of Abel? How do you understand it? Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny L. Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting print and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International. Contact services on plus two three three five four seven two two one seven seven three or plus two three three five zero four three two eight nine five nine for any inquiries so many people are listening to prophet daniel jedu's podcast on podbean and many have received testimonies by listening we want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com you were made to Leave from glory to glory, and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.